0: John Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin.
1: the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I am your host, Sean Dustin. Uh, Today, I will be talking to Angela Marsden, who is from the Pineapple Hill Saloon down in Sherman Oaks, California. But first, let me get a couple announcements out there. Uh, This is your first time listening. Welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us today. A little bit of housekeeping. I have a... If you want to support the show and you're getting value out of what I'm doing here, do me a favor and subscribe to whatever you're watching. If you're on YouTube right now, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and like the video. Uh, If you're on Facebook, like share. Uh, And if you feel like you want to monetarily support the show, you can do that as well. Just follow my link tree, which is available down in the show notes or in my, my profile. And you can support the show that way if you wish. Uh, we've had a lot of crazy stuff happening in the last few days, and all I can say about that is, um, I don't know, uh, hopefully it will sort itself out. But let's get to the show, and our guest, Angela Marsden. Hey Angela. How's it going?
2: Good. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for uh, coming out today and hanging out with me. Let's start off by doing... Uh, By showing the video that actually caused me to want to reach out to you, one of them, I saw the video a week before I actually saw another one of your interviews on the Value Entertainment channel, and that's what caused me to reach out to you. So let's go ahead and show that.
2: Okay, sounds great. So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining, for tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today because I'm organizing a protest, and I came in to get stuff for that. And I walk into my parking lot, and obviously Mayor Garzetti has approved this. Has approved. This being set up for, this being set up for, for a movie company. I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. (laughs) They have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive. My staff cannot survive. Look at this. Tell me that this is dangerous, but right next to me, as a slap in my face, That's safe. This is safe. 50 feet away. This is dangerous. Mayor Garcetti and Gavin Newsom is responsible for every single person that doesn't have unemployment, that does not have a job, and all the businesses that are going under. And we need your help. We need somebody to do something about this.
1: So yeah, that, uh, that was pretty impactful. Hold on, let me get rid of this here. So Sorry. that was pretty impactful. That was pretty impactful.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's been a long journey, but just reseeing it again is hard, hard to see, hard to see. Sorry.
1: No, it's okay. You have every right to feel the way that you do. It's not fair and it's a double standard and it's hypocritical.
2: Yeah, I I just did a small business, um, my first time ever, I've never done any of this before, you know, I wasn't even political so much before, Um, I just did a small business uh, get together on Thursday, I thought, you know, maybe five or 10 people would show up, Um, it must have been 50, 50 businesses showed up, and I sat and filmed some of their their stories and um, let my attorney speak to them, and And, uh, you know, in some ways, I think for all of us, it felt good because we weren't communicating and we're all experiencing it. But um, the stories of what people are going through, I mean, and that's not even the staff, it's not even people that work for us. This is just the business owners themselves. I mean, some of them even dwarf mine, you know, and um, the city's done nothing, the state has done nothing. All of us have applied for these so called grants wasn't one person there was one business that got a grant from Lowe's not one person got anything from the city they've gotten nothing from the state and you'd think that after all of this one of them Garcetti or Newsom would reach out to me and say can we put the community round table together and figure this out nothing we haven't heard from anybody you know and um, it's hard it's really, really hard. I mean, we're looking at possibly being locked down till now, April or May. And it's like, even with the go, the GoFundMe I have doing to go, we lose 30000 a month. That money will be gone in April and just hoping, just hoping we'll be allowed to open outdoors. You know, many of us can't even open outdoors. There are bar owners there that have been shut down since last June because they don't have food. You know, I have an interview with a, which I'll let you, if you want to put it up, with a couple that's immigrated from Ireland years ago in the 80s. They had three kids, and they own, between them, two bars. Neither one of them have been allowed to open. And these people are, like, run out of unemployment. They have went through their savings, and they don't even have any clue as to when they get to open because they don't have food. They don't get to open outdoors. They don't get to open at all. You know, and the, the landlord on one of the properties is, you know, sold the building and the new owners told them that the landlord's going to come after them for the back rent. You know, and these people are, you know, these are this is their retirement. You know, I have another owner who, of La who Bell who's had her bar for 50 years, 50 years. And she can do outdoor, but people, when she was doing it in, in the safe way, were threatening to firebomb her because, you know, she was open and spreading COVID, you know, and she's at home at a loss taking care of her mom who opened this business 50 years ago, who has dementia. She had her 80 year old uncle in to help her with to go and then realized that to go just isn't going to cut it. So she shut it down and she's can't pay her mortgage. She can't. I mean, it's like such a huge, huge problem that it's like. It seems unsurmountable the money that would be needed to save everybody. Um, I'm so grateful, so, so grateful for where I'm at. And I'm still terrified I won't make it. And then I I think, how can I, what can I do to get us all open? You know, what can I do to help everybody, you know, to help everybody? Because it's just bad. It's really, really bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I- and uh, I didn't expect it actually be this upset, but I haven't seen that video in a while. I've been more in fighter mode lately, you know, like trying to punching at air is what it feels like sometimes, you know, but I know like Barstools is out there. They're helping people, which is amazing. I mean, they have to raise so much money to help the, you know, the other states are open so they don't need it necessarily. I mean, they need it. Everybody needs it. But like states like New York, New York's been decimated. LA's being decimated. It's it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I, so I mean, bored.
2: you. I didn't expect this. I never usually cry like this on an interview. This is, I guess, Thursday was a very much a, you know, Thursday for me was uh, empowering. Um, we're trying to recall Newsom where a million signatures. So I was trying to get all the other businesses on board and, you know, some of them are so angry. They're like, let's just open up. But, you know, people don't understand they're going to pull our liquor license and never give us one again. So we'll never be able to work or own a business here again if they do that.
1: Yeah, they literally, it seems like it's so hard. It's so hard to call this. I, and it doesn't make any sense. I mean, so let's – there was one thing that you would mentioned. You say you're doing to-go's. And the to goes. well, I don't think people understand. When you use a company like Uber Eats or the other ones – 30%. Yeah. 30%. It, it's they
2: take 30% of, uh, of margins on food. You know, most of us make our money off liquor. Food. There's no margins there. Like it's so low,
1: yeah. you know yeah I was listening to a uh, Joe Rogan podcast where it had two uh, other business owners that were on there and they said that their margins are fifteen percent and you know if they some of the companies were charging eighteen percent thirty percent that's the first time I heard that so it's literally costing you money to stay open even though oh. you're you're I mean you're like working for free basically
2: basically you know how I look at it is For me right now, I've got to pay fixed costs, whether I'm shut or not. So I've got to pay the rent. I've got to pay the insurance. You know, between all the insurances that we carry, that can be three grand a month, you know. Um, But if I stay open, it's helping what little staff I have left. So maybe if I'm lucky enough, the to-go and the people coming in will cover the food costs, the liquor costs, and their salary. And they're able to make some tips. Because, I mean, let's face it, my server's had very good income based on tips, not on hourly, you know. And and, and even though the hourly is high in L.A., they tax the, the crap out of them, and they get zero in their paycheck. So it's not like that $15 an hour that we're up to now is going to my staff. They tax it away from them. So it's the tips that really gave them the quality of life to be able to live, you know. And so I'm, you know, trying to keep it open for that. Um, but every month I did the numbers. I, I mean, I lost last year. I'm two hundred eighty six thousand dollars in debt, with just past due rent. You know everything. I, I lost half a million dollars, and or no more than that. I lost over half a million dollars in revenue. Um, you know, the two, the, I've, I've had a generous GoFundMe, and that money literally sits there so that I can pay the loss every month, and I've planned it to where I can get to April. And then I'm praying to God that sometime before then, they let me go outside again. It's a, a hope and a prayer. There's no plan. There's no—we don't know what's going to happen. So we literally—we're just sitting here spending money— You know, or some of us, like I went in debt and did the SBA loan and there's a new one coming. I'm thinking, wow, am I going to do I take that? And then if the business fails, I'm I'm straddled with this debt and no job and nothing. You know, what I mean, like it's just so overwhelming. You know, when I talk to some of the other business owners, um, some of them just can barely even get out of bed. You know, they, the depression. Well, you know, one woman owns baby clothing shops. You know, there were other businesses that showed up. A gym, a woman showed up with her four kids that had, like, a baseball camp for kids. You know, uh, ba- this other woman had two uh, two brick-and-mortar baby clothing shops. She's got four kids. She can't make her rent. She's down to her and one other person. She's on. She said, I finally got on Prozac. I don't know what, you know, like... And that's just the business owners, and that's what I keep trying to tell people. There's the waitress and servers I talk to. They're five, six months behind on their rent. That they're going to be, start getting evicted if they don't extend it. But even if they extend it, somehow they're supposed to pay all that back in a year. So they're supposed to pay $1,800 a month in rent and then rack up 60000 in debt that they're supposed to then start paying off in a year to their landlord. I mean, what do people think are going to happen
1: and then there's no there's no way for you to even reach out to anybody in in the in the government, right? Because they don't answer their phone, they don't return calls. It's just like this is what we did, and and that's it.
2: Right. There's no absolutely no solutions, and and quite honestly, you know, I I can't talk about it, but I, I have been again blessed by a big attorney, and we filed lawsuit. Um. We're going to try an injunction next week. Luckily, he says he's willing to go all the way to the Supreme Court if we if we can get there. Mm-hmm. But um there's no I mean people are like, "Why don't you leave California?" I hear that a lot. And my mom I, is in Indiana. They're open up already. You know, like, all these other states that did it opened safely are doing better than our numbers in L.A. (laughs) Like, our numbers in L.A. are the worst in the country, and we've been locked down since the holidays. They literally took what was a 1.2% chance of eating at my patio on the holidays and shoved people into their homes where it's a 74% chance of catching it. And then the numbers... Are out of control and they act like they don't know why. Like they had, like it's something else. People are fed up. They're not staying home. The traffic is busy again. I just went to uh, Dinah's Chicken in Los Feliz because I, I raised my son there when it wasn't cool. Actually, it was like the ghetto, but it was better than it is now when I lived there. I went and got Dinah's chicken with a friend. I said, I just need one moment of normalcy. Let me go back to, to where I raised my son, and it felt good. It's not far. We took the chicken and went to a park, an L.A. County Griffith Park, and all the picnic tables that look just like my picnic table are filled with people eating to go. Nobody's cleaning. Nobody's making it safe. They're just out eating. And my patio, I had the Board of Health or the the Public Health Department literally came by last week and gave me a warning. They didn't give me a fine. And they said, nobody can sit out on your picnic tables outside with their to-go. You have to make sure that they don't and put signs and tell them they can't sit there. But they can go down to Van Nuys Park and sit and eat the same food and have nobody there with sanitizer, nobody there with masks. Nobody there with gloves, nobody cleaning up after they leave. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: yeah, it's, it's it's, it's horrible. I mean, it, it, it really, and, and they wonder why, you know, people start filling in their own narratives of what's actually happening and why it's happening because nobody is giving any answers. Nobody, nobody is giving anything that makes sense as to why this is happening You know, it it, and and when when you know information is absent, that's what we do, we fill it in ourselves. So we start making up, you know, then they start talking about conspiracy theories and all these other things. But I mean, what
2: I, I never believed in any of that. Now I don't know, yeah, because you can't tell me that you're that ignorant if you're that ignorant, how did you get through college and how did you get voted into office? Like I could be, I could do a better job with this city than fucking mayor Garcetti. I mean, sorry. I, I'm sorry if I'm cussing. That's I just, okay. you know, I, I, there, you know, I, I, I told my attorney, I was like, look, if you come into my pub, let's just think about that. Let's think about the rules for thee, right. The rules for us. You come into my bar, you're having a great time and you're, you're partying with your friends. Maybe you're celebrating an anniversary and you have drinks and you get in your car and you drive and you kill somebody. You're charged with manslaughter, right? Even though your intention was never to kill anybody, you're supposed to be responsible enough to not get in that car and drive, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a doctor and you kill somebody because you've made a mistake or you're not, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, you can be charged and lose your license for malpractice. So I have a mayor and I have a governor that's making the numbers worse and is that is starving their people and putting them out in the streets and taking their homes away from them, taking their jobs away from them. Suicide rates are through the roof. Heart attacks are through the roof. People are die, literally dying from the magnitude of destitution and stress, why are they not accountable and held the same manslaughter charges and the same standards that every Joe, you know, Joe plumber and Angela bartender is? If I serve you those drinks and you kill somebody, I'm liable. If I serve you under age, I get charged with a misdemeanor. So how is it that these two people can continue to make the most unscientific, it, science doesn't support it, not have a round table with the people to see what to do for the people, not not exhaust every area to show us that, hey, we know it's bad and we don't know what we're doing. We're trying to figure it out as we go. Let's figure this out. How can they sit in their pristine seats and offices and have no accountability and not have the same accountability as you or
1: I. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? It makes you wonder what's happening. It makes you wonder why why is this authoritarianism being shoved down people's throats and causing people to do things. I mean, if you go, I think the numbers last year or in 2020 were in San Francisco, because I'm from Northern California. So in San Francisco, they had uh, 600 plus uh, overdoses. Versus yep. only like a hundred and something COVID 695,
2: deaths. 195. I read the article.
1: Yeah. And and it was only like uh, maybe a hundred, if that, uh, COVID deaths. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Let's go back a little bit because I, you know, most people think that, oh, you know, business owner, you know, you were probably rich and, you know, you had the money and, you know, you had this business and all these other things. But let, let's talk about where, where you came from. Because when in our conversation, it was nothing like that. You were just oh, like anybody else. You struggled. No,
2: yeah. I, I'm originally from Indiana. I moved out here at a young age, single mom, to pursue my acting dreams, you know. Um, and also just the weather. And, and I just, I wanted to teach my son that, that home is where the heart is. And to, you know, pursue your dreams. That was a big deal for me. I had no child support. I, you know, worked my way up, you know, through the restaurant industry, um, took a shot at my dream. Um, you know, I've done some real estate, but literally I, my partner and I, my, I have a silent partner. He's already left the States. He's living, you know, elsewhere, um, was my acting teacher that I knew for 20 some years. And actually that story, um, You know, I had went into real estate and I was losing everything because of the housing market. And his sister, who's a good friend of mine, was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer at the age of 32. And um, she had a child. And uh, he said, well, if I can get us a loan, maybe you should go back into the the restaurant industry and that could help us get through this. Um, So, no, we got a loan at 10 percent interest. Um, We were lucky to get the loan. We were lucky to get this place. I worked the first three years as a bartender, not taking manager pay. So that, um, I mean, it's funny. There's all these laws that people don't understand. So, you know, I took over the place. There was staff that's been here forever and there's workman comp laws that people don't understand. So the old owner before me did not know how to run a bar. They were uh, accountants, accountant, and they worked for the city. So when I took it over, I wanted to keep the staff. You know, my mom worked in a bread factory her whole life. And this kitchen staff, and there was a waitress at the time, Helen, had been here since 1978. One of the reasons the owner sold it to us is because I wanted to keep the staff. So, you know, I go to apply for workman's comp, and the old owner had a really bad record And the first three years, so workman's comp, what people don't understand is if you keep 51% of the staff or more, you inherit the old owner's um, workman comp record. So because of people filing against them for their back and falling and all this, they they were at high risk with workman's comp. So the insurance was running close to $4,000 a month just for workman's comp. If I had fired everybody... I would have went down to at that eleven hundred dollars a month and started as a new entity. Even though I was a new entity, I had to inherit that for three years. So I told the staff, "Listen, we're in it for the long haul. I won't take a manager's salary. I'll bartend for the first two three years until the points drop off like a driver's license, and then I can start paying myself a little bit." So I've worked this place for ten years making very little money the entire time, trying to pay off debt. We were sued by the handicapped people. You know, they extort you for money. Solve that. Luckily, I, I had a good attorney. They came back twice even after I did everything they wanted, trying to get more money, but they didn't. Um, you know, I, I've, I've worked my whole life. I started 15 years old at Bob's Big Boy in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I learned to bartend in Vegas when I was 21 because I was, wasn't making it here. And I moved there to learn how to bartend because I had a dental uh, degree at the time. But they take taxes out and you pay for child care. When you have a child under five, you got child care, you know, most uh, interesting fact. So the Independent Restaurant Association says that one million single parents are employed by us. And we are the number one industry for hiring minority managers, I mean, the people that they are putting out of homes and out of food are women, are women with children, are minorities. You know, and there's all this talk about you know want to support women, want to support minorities, and yet they have abandoned us on every level. Every level. Like I, I was, I had two other bar owners you know, I, I, we were having, I guess it, we should have filmed at a round table and they're both they're three women. And we were saying how hard it was as a woman to actually get a chance at owning a business, you know, and there's not many of us, you know, and what we were going through and how abandoned, completely abandoned, we felt, you know, like, we serve the community because we love the community. You know, I do a, a bad Santa fundraiser every year. We hire the younger people. They're just wanting to get in the business and wanting to learn how to work out in the world. Or, you know, the, the, the ones here in LA who want to make it as an actor or a musician, you know, they, they come and, and we hire them and then they pursue their goals and their dreams because they can make a good enough pay with tips to actually stay here and live here and do that. You know, um, You know, the older people that come in to our bars. We're the ones that take them in as family and look out for them. Oh, we haven't heard from Jimmy. Where is he at? You know, check up on him. You know, your first, I had a couple right where I'm sitting, right across from me that got on his hand and knees and proposed to his girlfriend because he met her here. You know, I've had a, (laughs) I had a, a wedding party show up one day. And she had her dress, I was like, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, we're on the way to the chapel, but you can't see her in that dress. That's bad luck. And they go, we don't care. We (laughs) met here. We want a picture with the whole groom and bridesmaids and us under the Pineapple Hill sign. You know, so much that we give to the community because we want to and because we love the community, you know, and... We know that the community is doing their best, but it's a, it's it's feels like you've been abandoned by your government, by your by the people that should be helping you. We shouldn't have to beg our customers to help us. We didn't create this; it's not our fault, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 we're pride we're prideful people, you know. We we are always the givers. We are the service. It's called the service industry for a reason. So for us then to be the, the people not giving. And not being able to help our community and be the ones in need. I don't think people really understand how demoralizing this whole experience has been for every single one of us. Who's just trying to do the right thing and trying to keep people safe. And, you know, we're we're pivoting at every turn at everything they ask us to do. We're putting up plexiglass, we're wearing masks, where, you know, I spent 60 to $80,000 on all the stuff they wanted me to do to keep my, my people safe because I love my community and I love my customers. I would never ever be okay if one of them got COVID from me, you know, cause I have a lot of older people that come in, you know, can you imagine if I would have to live with that? That's way worse than anything you could do to me, any fine you could give me, you know? And literally we've, we, we, you know, I was sitting with the, you know, Francoise and my, and Lori, actually Lori owns our bar and we used to bartend together at the Rustic Inn. And we both got out of being bartenders and became bar owners because we're so passionate about this business, you know, and, um, we were just like, you just feel like totally, totally abandoned by the people that are supposed to be actually
1: in- uh-oh well, I did a community
2: community think tank and what the business owners told me is you've done more for us in this one meeting than our our mayor Garcetti and our city has done for us Like, nobody's come to them. Me, none of them. They've not reached out. They've not said, let's get together. Let's see how we can stay open safely. They're doing it in other states. Let's, you know, it's, and yeah, there are bad apples. There are people that aren't going to do it. But, you know, from what I'm understanding now, I could be wrong. Do your research. The public health department is funded by our permits and by us. So then when you start shutting us down, they're depleting for money and the city doesn't give them money. So now you have health inspectors and they are going from 15 to four, like they can't manage policing everybody. So what? Oh, the answer is, instead of giving money to the health department so they can inform that aren't being safe, that maybe are doing things that could spread it, we just shut everybody down? To me, that's a management decision, you know, and every single day with the, how thin our margins are, me and my fellow business owners, every day, we have to make management decisions. Our margins these tough choices. So where are the people that are supposed to be caring for our Los Angeles, you know, City of Angels, where are the officials? who are going to make the hard sense with extra cash. Let the other people who are willing to go out safe.
1: Yeah. Sorry about that. We had a little, had no, a little, it's blip- okay,
2: but I'm just saying, is, is that you know, I'm going on, I'm sorry, but I shouldn't go on. I'm sorry. About it. It's just, I don't know.
1: No, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, diff- it's gotta be really difficult. I mean, you know, you, you came from, from, you know, like, like everybody else you had a dream you followed it you tried to do the best that you could to make sure that everybody was taken care of and that you didn't displace anybody from your business that ended up costing you money i mean everything that you've done that you've said it, it like you're a good person and all you want to do is just live your life and have your business and you know the american dream right i mean yeah. that, that that's what we all think of as an american that's dream
2: that's what america's about right
1: yeah and it' just seems like it's it's completely opposite of that, which is which is crazy. I, I don't understand it. and you know right now it's it's uh, you know, I don't want to get into any kind of political stuff but we we've seen, yeah. couple of, couple of yeah. Actually, we've seen enough of that in the last couple of a couple of days. Actually, we've seen enough of that the last year. Um, we need we solutions.
2: Need, need, yeah, we need unity amongst our people. We need to like stop letting them pit us against each other. We're not against each other. You know, we, the people are not against each other and we need to stop playing into to, to whoever is running the show into that hand because there's power and strength and love and compassion. And, and it's sad that we have to do it, but that's where we're at. So I don't know how else to get through this if we don't start coming together, you know.
1: Yeah, we're a lot more alike than we are different. That's for sure. And that's what I've been noticing throughout this whole thing. I mean, you know, we're all, if you're, if you're watching mainstream media, then, then you're not doing yourself any service. You're, you're following narratives that are being spun to, to make you think in a certain way. Um, you know, media like this. I mean, if you're out there right now and you're watching this, share it. You know, share. If you want to help society when you see things like this, share them. Show other people what's going on. There's a GoFundMe uh, link that's right down there, and actually in the description down here. Uh, and go to that. You know, check out her her Facebook page. There's a you know description and there's a link to that as well. Um, you know, all of these things are, are are going to help people. And you said you wanted to get a roundtable discussion going. Well, let's do that. I can get up to ten people on this on this streaming platform and bring them all together. And we all come on, and you guys talk about this and put it live so everybody can hear what these discussions are, what's actually happening. You're not complaining. You're telling truth. Yeah. You know, and you're informing the public of of what's happening in California. And it's not happening in other states. Why not? It's happening in New York.
2: I want to know why. Why why are we – why? Like, why can't you just look across – The United States and see other examples and and and, all right, so maybe you made the wrong decision. Own up and go, hey, maybe we went the wrong direction. Let's try a different approach. You know, like that's what
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the fact that they haven't reached out to anybody, like not even the largest, most popular restaurants in the area. Joe Rogan had two of them on there, and they said, We have never gotten a phone call. Before any of this happened, that was asking us, "Hey, what 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 can we do to be safe? You guys are the experts. We have an issue. We need to figure it out. Come on in and let's and let's talk about it. Let's do a task force. Let's let's do something. You know that they would normally do anywhere else, and nothing.
2: Nothing. And, and you know I you know I want to add because you'd ask you know we we got in the conversation of well people always say well why don't you you can go back home to Indiana then you know." And it's true. I could. I could I could just say, I can't do it anymore. Mom, Dad, I'm going to come live with you and walk away from my 10 years and say, well, I have nothing. i got to start all over. And that's hard for me to admit, but I could do it. But I've got a staff. You know, I just had a conversation with them. They're terrified. They're like, Angela, we're in our 60s. You know, they were able to actually have homes, you know, because they worked 70 hours. I mean, they worked their ass off their whole life just to have a house, you know, and they're like, we're terrified you're going to give up. We're terrified you're going to go back home because what are we going to do during this pandemic? And at our age, where are we going to find a job? You know, and I'm like, guys, I'm holding on because of you guys. I'm doing everything I can to get through to the other side because of you, you know. And, and those are the reasons why I keep, you know, I see people fleeing California. I mean, they're literally fleeing the state. But what about the people born and raised here, like my kitchen staff and the people that have to be here that have no voice and they have nobody fighting for them? Like, you know, I don't know why I can't. You know, it's not in me. I have to do what's right. It's not in me to take the easy road, easy way out. You know what I mean? And and these are the reasons why I continue to talk and I continue to, to do what I can. Because I can't just leave the state that I've loved for, you know, over 20 some years. And the people like my kitchen staff and, and my neighbors who have been here, they're from here. If nobody fights for them, if nobody tries, what's going to happen, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, and, here, and here's the difference too. There, It would be one thing if it was because of a decision that you made and you lost your business and you lost all of that stuff because of, of bad decisions that you made as a yeah. business owner. That would be something completely different, but you didn't do anything wrong. You did nothing <laughs> wrong.
2: And neither did they. Yeah. Like, no. No, this is this. These are human beings making, to me, the laziest choice they can make to try to solve a problem, because I know based on the lawsuit that beat LA, we beat L.A. County, we beat them. The judge said it was a gross overreach of power. It was arbitrary and that the scientific research doesn't show what they are claiming. And still, because we're in a state of emergency, they were able to bring in a different you know, judge or whatever and reverse it and put a stay on it. It happened in San Diego, San Diego, the strip clubs won. They want to go inside and that opens up all the restaurants. So everybody was so excited. They won in the federal circuit court. And then the mayor with his emergency powers said, no, and put it, you know, we're going to enforce it. If you open, I mean, these are people acting like dictators, Not like civil servants hired by the people to make good decisions, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's definitely going on. Something's not right. Uh, I mean, just common sense, you know, critical thinking. These are things that that if you apply those and you just telescope back a little bit and take a look at what's going on, it should should be red flags all over the place in, in whatever it is that you're thinking that, you know, Common sense is not is not present here, you know. No, and
2: I think I mean obviously I I think my video on accident. I mean that was God, not me. Yeah, showed the hypocrisy, but then they're so blatant about it. You know what I mean? It's such a horrible pandemic. Literally, you get it and you are going to melt. Right. So I'm going to go to French Laundry with all my financial backers that are going to give me, you know, kickbacks or whatever they're talking about and I'm going to eat with 12 people after I've told you guys you're going to like it's the most dangerous thing in the world I'm going to eat at French Laundry because I'm so terrified I'm so terrified of this horrible thing that's that's out there that I feel like I should just go eat with 12 people at French Laundry you know, our Barbara Kuhl Who who said it's the most dangerous thing, the most dangerous thing ever, you know. And the woman is, in her senior years, for her, it actually would be dangerous. But then she goes next door and eats outside in the outdoor patio after she's voted down us opening up and saying it's the most dangerous thing.
1: Yeah, and then she lied about it, too, when she was asked. She said some, some silly thing silly thing that didn't make any sense i mean that's that's part of the problem that we're seeing is that you know the people that are in power we're nothing to them okay nothing they are so far removed from what the average american deals with and goes through because a lot of them come from wealthy families and they're selected to be where they're at they're not elected well you can whatever you want to say about that but it, it, it it's true. I mean, most of them are, are are wealthy. I mean, look at Nancy Pelosi, for instance. You know, she lives well, in a, she lives in a mansion. It. She lives in a mansion with with twelve sub zero or two sub zero refrigerators that are twelve thousand each, tr- eating fifteen dollars.
2: And we got six hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars is the cost of the ice cream that she so lovely ate, while we are people are having food insecurity. They don't, I, you know, I know grown men that are getting cow fresh, cow fresh for food. And that's just the start because evictions hasn't, hasn't started, mm. you know, like, and we got six, $600 that wouldn't pay for the ice cream in her refrigerator.
1: All the money that they are sending away. Uh Oh, we no. Oh no. Come back. All right, well if you were watching that, sorry about that. We had a uh, I had a a glitch in my uh on my internet connection. So, we lost Angela, but I mean this just goes to show you that look, you know, there's something going on. It's not right. You've got people that are suffering. I mean, you, you all you have to do is just I mean, that's not fake. That's not acting. You know you could see the emotion she couldn't she was so emotional in the beginning that she couldn't stop you know what i mean to to tell her what was going on and that's uh my heart goes out to her and everybody else that is going through something like this um it is it is a shame in California that people are literally being starved out. I mean, it's, it's, I I don't know how else to, to express, uh, how crazy this is. And, and we're not even talking about the rest of the stuff that's going on in the world. I mean, you know, that happened on the sixth. you know, we got some other stuff that's, you know, the, the transition that's happening on the 21st inauguration. I mean, what's going on and why aren't people more upset about it? Have we been that conditioned through this last year that we're okay with it? We're okay with our neighbors being, being not able to work, not able to take care of their families, being forced to move out of California. Some people have been here their whole life, but now they got to leave because they can't afford to live here because the job that they do is not considered essential is not Amazon is not a gig economy is not any of these other things. Is that where we're at? Because to me, that's not American. I mean, I live right down the street from an Amazon uh, uh, hub. That went in during the the pandemic. So literally they threw these two giant warehouses up within three months. They were boom. It started and, and wham, there they are. And these are going up all over the place. Everywhere, every big city. I guarantee you Amazons are popping up by the dozens. Why is that? Why is it okay to shut down businesses and the mechanisms by which they're doing it. I mean, she Angela even said, you know, if if we open up, our liquor license is tied to something else. So if I just decided to say, oh, well, screw you, which there have been businesses that have done that. Uh, two of them got fined down in um, Danville where I live. Uh, they said, "Screw you! We're going to stay open anyways," which I don't blame them. I mean, okay, yeah, you, you, is that are, it, that doesn't mean you're a COVID denier? You know, it doesn't mean that. That means that outdoor dining. Look, UV light is what what kills the virus, right? I mean, that's already been proven. That's that that's a fact. So wouldn't you say going and sitting outside during the daytime would be probably one of the most safest places that you could probably be? I'd say so. I went to Utah not too long ago. You know, there, you know, you had to wear a mask going in and you could sit down and order your meal and everything else. I mean, they weren't really tripping on it. But California and New York, I don't know what's going on, man. I really don't. Are they trying to get everybody out of these states because, you know, maybe the billionaires want it for their playground? I mean, California has the best weather ever anywhere. That's why it's so expensive to live here. I mean, start asking yourself simple questions, you know? So many coincidences have happened in this last year. Like more coincidences that then would even be happening in your own lifetime have happened in 2020. Oh, that's a coincidence. Oh, well, that's tied to this. Oh, well, you know, it, 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 why is everybody not asking more questions? Why is everybody just going along with it? Just going along with the, oh, well, you know, well, I better just do what they tell me, you know, cause I'm a good American and, and, you know, I, I just want to follow the rules and I don't want to, uh, I don't, I don't want to rock the boat and I don't want to go to jail and I don't want to get fined and I don't want all these other things and everything else. But when you lose curiosity and you stop asking questions, question your government, question the people that lead you, because when you just blindly follow people, how do you know they're not going to lead you right off a cliff to your death, which is What it feels like in California, I'm sure, to Angela and to uh, these other business owners, that they're trying to do what they're supposed to do, they're following everything. She put sixty, seventy thousand dollars into her patio, following the conditions that they set. Oh well, we can do this. Yeah, okay, we'll do this now. They did it, and then probably a couple days later, they shut them down. Still, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me and it shouldn't make sense to anyone else out there. You know, even if you're in a state that's allowing any of this, you should be wondering why it's not happening here. Just because you don't live here doesn't mean that this couldn't happen to you. You just happen to not have somebody in charge. That's trying to, I don't know, maybe want to run for president one day. Uh, I don't, I mean, it, that doesn't make any sense. There's gotta be a reason why he's playing ball and doing, you know, what they want. So look, there's a, uh, you can follow Angela over on her, uh, Instagram channel. Let me go ahead and, uh, and, uh, throw up that for you. Uh, sorry about the internet connection. My bad. Uh, I, I moved to a new place and it has internet, but it doesn't, uh, obviously that internet sucks. So I'm going to have to figure out something else. So, uh, her Facebook, um, business page is right there. If you want to hit her up on Instagram and follow her on Instagram, you can go there as well. All of these, uh, links are in available in the Uh, the description below or wherever it is on Facebook or on, uh, YouTube, wherever it is you guys are watching from, you can go ahead and get all that stuff there. Uh, you know, and if you can, I know all of us are in, you know, uh, hard times right now, but if you can, you know, if you can't support Angela, at least try and support some of your local businesses. Uh, that are struggling and are being affected by this, you know, instead of going to Taco Bell or Chipotle or In-N-Out, why don't you go to the local mom and pop shop out there, you know, that could be use your, your patronage. Um, Like she said, the margins, the, you know, the margins on food, a lot of these, a lot of these restaurants, they depend on the liquor to, to kind of offset the cost of the food, right? Well, these different, sorry, these different, uh, uh, you know, like Uber eats and you have, um, what's the other one? Some of the, some of the other one, I don't, I don't order that stuff. So I don't, I don't know exactly what they are, but I know that they cost money. She said 30% of, of, uh, the, probably the, the bill. So if you have a $30 bill for takeout, it's going to cost you $10 to have them take it. And so I I would imagine I don't know I'm I don't I'm not a business owner I don't know anything about business uh in in those terms but I mean I've heard it from a couple of different places like one was the Joe Rogan podcast I listened to a couple of restaurant owners down in LA and they were saying the same thing It's costing them money to have uh Uber Eats or what is the other one uh DoorDash or or any of those other ones it's costing them money to use these services and it's ba- it's barely keeping them open So whatever you can do, whatever you, you know, can, can afford, uh, you know, that's, you got to support, you know, your local people. And, you know, a lot of these places are hurting. Everybody's hurting right now. And, and it's, and it's breaking my heart, man. And all I can do is, is what I'm doing here is trying to, you know, amplify the signal of people that are struggling out there and, you know, people that are being wronged and, and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to hook Angela, uh, back up again and do you know, like she was saying like a round table deal, uh, that I think would be super, super helpful for everybody to be able to hear from, not just uh, restaurant business owners but other business owners like she was saying other brick and mortar locations you know like a the, the, the lady oh two uh two different um uh children's stores closed what are you gonna do you know at some point and 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 we i don't think we've seen the end of anything because at some point the people that haven't been paying their rent or paying their their mortgages There's no relief in sight. Nobody's going to come and save us. Nobody's going to come and save you. It's you're you everybody's going to be screwed. You know, we're going to have 2008 all over again. Or 2019, whatever it was. You know that big financial crisis? And that was caused by bankers. You know, and they and they got bailed out. So they caused the problem and they and they got bailed out and they got all the money and we didn't get shit once again kind of like, me. what's happening now. So I don't know, man. It's not, (laughs) I know in 2008, they tried to make it say that, you know, oh, well, it was the people that what the homeowners, you know, they made bad decisions and they didn't, they didn't, uh, uh, they were, they were living beyond their means and they took out loans that they couldn't afford and and all of this other stuff. Well, what are you going to say about this one? What are you going to (laughs) say? This wasn't anybody's fault except for the people that shut down the fucking economy. That's who the problems were. That's where they came from. And, you know, you want to give us $600? What is that going to do? It's not going to do anything. It's not going to help. It's not going to help the the $7,000 back rent that I owe. What kind of meaningful shit are you doing that's actually going to help somebody? Nothing. Nothing. And It's probably by design, for whatever reason. You know, and and it, and it makes me it makes me very angry that you can send millions of dollars in this this silly thing that you guys just came out with, with the government just came out with with six hundred dollars. I can't, I don't remember what the name of it is, but I mean, within all of that, how much money went to other countries? Why? Why? What? You're giving Pakistan how many millions of dollars for gender studies? If they took all of that money and put it back into into the American people and the American economy, we wouldn't be having this big of a problem. So, I don't know, man. Sorry, I didn't mean to get off into a rant there. Uh <laughs> sometimes sometimes that's just where i go man uh because i i I don't understand and we're not being given any any answers that that makes sense and so when nobody communicates we're forced to come up with our own narratives of as to why we think things are happening and why things are the way that they are you know not saying that it's right but you know That's the second time that I've heard from somebody that, you know, nobody has reached out to anybody that's in these businesses. And the minute you try to contact anybody, you can't get anybody on the phone. So I don't know, man, I have no idea, but I hope that people are starting to wake up and realizing that it's up to us, man. Nobody, the government is not going to save us. Do you understand what I'm saying to you right now? The government is not going to save us. It is up to us as humans, as people, as Americans, to start helping each other out and figuring out this problem and asking more questions as to why is this happening? If we do not do this, it is going to get a lot worse. Believe me, it's going to get worse. Not better. I've got 50 episodes in my queue. And you want to know what's a shame? Is that most of them were done in May, June, July. And they are still relevant today when I released them. That's pretty sad. That just goes to show you. That nothing is changing. You think because Biden got in there that things are automatically going to change? That's not going to change either. Start doing your own research. Stop staying plugged into mainstream media. If you're watching Fox news, you're watching CNN, you're watching any of these other things. You're already, you're already losing. Because they're not telling you the truth. They're spinning narratives at you. They're programs. Why do you think they call it programming? Because they're programming you to believe the narratives that they are concocting. So do yourself a favor. Start finding some credible sources, some credible investigative journalists. I mean, you can go to my YouTube channel and everybody that I follow and watch is in my suggestions. Start there. You know, start listening to podcasts, start getting, get away from that mainstream narrative because it's poison. It's toxic. And you see how it's dividing everybody. You can't go anywhere and talk about anything without half the people believing that it's one thing. And then the other half of the people are believing that it's something else. So you literally have the informed and the uninformed who's who. Who's who? Are the people that live listen to the alternative media, media sources are they the informed, and the mainstream narrative is the uninformed, or is it the other way around? I think it's I, I think it's alternative media, you know, and and you know if you're watching if you're listening to that, at least you know nobody's ah. All right, let me just stop. Anyways, thank you for checking out the live stream today. Uh, like I said, sorry about the fact that Angela got cut off there is due to my internet being being funky. And uh I'm gonna try to get her back um with uh a bunch of other people, maybe not a bunch, but maybe six or seven other folks down in that area. And I'm also gonna start contacting people in my own area, in my own local area and and see if they wanna come on the show and, and express some of what's going on in their lives and, and their businesses and 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 how that's being affected. Um I don't know, man, we're in territory that I don't think anybody understands how we got here and, 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 and what the implications of it are going to be. So, uh, there's going to be way more to come, man. (sighs) Practice some self-care out there. Um, if you're alone, find someone that you can talk to, you know, mental health is really important right now. Um, being able to communicate your feelings and not being attacked is really important right now uh and and if you don't have anybody start something i mean you uh, zoom streamyard all of these platforms have a free service where you can have at least 3 people on there as long as you have the you know the laptop the that most laptops have cameras built in them and microphones built into them start your own You don't need to have people start things for you. You know, if it's not available, make it available by starting one. That's what I did. And it's been, you know, we've been locked down for a good portion of the last year. It seems like. And if we weren't, everybody's been staying inside because they don't want to go outside. You know, um, that's been very important for me is being able to do these podcasts and reaching out to different people all over the world and just being able to talk, just go into, into Facebook and post, Hey, anybody want to jump on a live stream? And I guarantee you, or jump on a zoom call. I guarantee you, you're going to get somebody that wants to. So, you know, we're not alone and we're all pretty much. Very similar. I mean, we're not all the same, but we're very similar. We all kind of want the same stuff, you know? Just because somebody's skin is different, somebody's from a different place, someone's from a different country, someone's from different whatever, doesn't matter. At the the base of who we are as a species, we're all the same. And so we need to start acting like it. Start helping your neighbors. Start helping in any way that you can, Um, you know, start by sharing this. That's a good start. Share this thumbs it up subscribe you know if you're listening to this as a podcast hit the subscribe button you know go rate review do whatever you can there's tons of ways that you can help support people without without spending money so that's all i got thanks for listening to me rant and uh yeah we'll see you next time